Welcome to the My Friend the Friar podcast, and thanks for listening. If you like My Friend the Friar and want to support us, please consider subscribing or following us if you haven't already done so. And if you found us on YouTube, then don't forget to click the notification bell when you subscribe so you'll be notified of new episodes when they release. Thanks again, and God bless. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm John Lee, and joining me today is Bertha. Again, um, there's no escaping her, so uh, please excuse the meows that you might hear. And today I'm trying to figure out if anyone else has ever had the experience of their priest friend running off on an adventure and then never coming back, and then you're left all alone. Just you and the cats. Forever. And, uh... Sorry for the gaps in episodes. I had to travel for work for the first time ever, and it uh, it really goofed up my timing on things. Um, if you're somebody who travels a lot for work, man, I have a lot more respect for how challenging that is, uh, especially you, Father Stephen, because I know you almost exclusively travel for work. Anyway, um, quick side note before we get started, as Bertha abandons me. Uh, even though this episode was delayed, um, Father Stephen actually has uh, kind of returned from all of his travels safe and sound, and he's back at the castle. And so I'm going to be taking a short break from releasing these shorter episodes while he and I work on recording a bunch of our normal episodes together again. We're going to be stockpiling them so we can go back to releasing them regularly, um, like every week without interruption. So that being said, now's the best time ever to subscribe or follow us, so you'll know the next time uh, our next episode is released. Uh, we really do appreciate everyone sticking with us during these breaks. So now, what I've really been spending a lot of time contemplating lately is love. Um, I find myself returning to this concept over and over again, and there's something here I'm really connecting with, and I think it's important. Uh, God God is relational. As Christians and members of the church, we're relational. And most of us are just relational in our day-to-day lives, too, unless you live in a you know complete and total isolation somehow. Anyway, I know I've brought up John 3, John chapter 13 several times before, and love has come up a lot lately in the daily Mass readings, too, and even this weekend with Lazarus. Um, and it's almost it's almost impossible, right, to think about love without thinking about First Corinthians chapter thirteen or John three sixteen. But before we try to go into any of that, what is love? I think we need to understand what it is that we're actually talking about. Love is a complex thing, and I'd say from what I've learned. The foundational aspect of love is different than just being a feeling. It's willing the good of the other. Yes, there's other forms of love, obviously, but this is the fundamental form that the rest can build upon. And so, with that in mind, I'm going to read this short verse from the prophet Hosea, chapter 14, verse 5, from the daily mass reading from the other day. I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely. 
for my anger is turned away from them. So the context of this verse is that Hosea is stating God's desire to heal the rebellious northern kingdom of Israel by willing their good. In loving them, God wants good for them, even though they've turned away from him, and uh, but he offers his love freely. Right? He doesn't want good for them only because or if they do something in return. He wants good for them regardless. God's love heals. And I think, thank goodness for that, too, because if you're anything like me, then you've been just like that northern kingdom, you know, at times in your life when you just wanted to do things your way. But this this thought, this is maybe the, the root of it all that I'm going to keep kind of bringing back to prayer personally um, and just keep thinking about is God's love heals. Okay, so let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, love is patient, love is kind. And I have to be honest first, I I feel like it's almost always portrayed in a like a lovey-dovey stitched on a throw pillow romantic sentiment kind of way. And I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a romantic myself, but I don't think romance is the focus here from what I've learned. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul's trying to keep you focused on how to love or how to will the good of the other. And how are we supposed to love one another? Well, the Gospel of John chapter 13 starts with saying how Jesus loved his apostles to the end or completely, and then he commands them, love one another as I have loved you. So we're all commanded to love as Jesus loved us. So now listen to verses 5 through 7 of 1 Corinthians 13. And instead of picturing a young couple exchanging vows at their wedding or something, think about how Jesus loves us and wills good for us. You know what? Do it like this. When I say the, while I say the verses, imagine yourself at the foot of the cross looking up at Jesus, who crucified is looking down at you. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interest. It is not quick-tempered. It is not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And since, since God is love, you, you could replace it with Jesus. Jesus is not rude. Jesus does not seek his own interests. Jesus is not quick-tempered. Jesus does not brood over injury. Jesus does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hope all, hopes all things, endures all things. Or you can replace it with, when willing the good of others, do not be rude, do not seek your own interests, do not be quick-tempered, etc., etc., Right, I especially like these mental exercises because it allows you to put yourself in those situations, like that moment when you had the right to blow up about something your kid did, but instead of being quick-tempered, you held back, and it really worked out for the best. Or, you know, when somebody did that for you, and it really had a big impact on your life. And focusing on the image of Jesus on the cross when reading scripture, at least it really highlights helps highlight to me, 
how all scripture points back to him. I mean, there's like there's a reason love conquers all. Why love endures all things. Because if you or I are going to do this right, we have to love like Jesus to the end of love. I mean, think, think about what would have happened in your life if God had given up on you. But instead, yeah, here we are, right? He loved you enough to die for you when you were at your worst. All for your own good. And he continues to love you, and he desires your ultimate good so you can you know, spend eternity with him. Okay, so I know there's other forms of love, right? I don't love Father Stephen the way I love my daughter, or either of them the way I love my wife, but... But I think part of our Christian discipline is to start with this willing the good of the other form of love as a foundation for all of our relationships and interactions with people. And it isn't just willing a perceived good, like a cookie will make a kid happy, so I love them and I want them to have a dozen cookies, (laughs) right? Like Christian love rejoices in the truth. So there has to be an ultimate truth that exists outside of each of us that we can aspire to. Because if truth is relative, the whole thing falls apart, right? Because the good I will for you may not be the good you will for yourself. And, you know, we can look around the world and see what's happening lately because of all the relativism out there. Like, it doesn't seem to be working to me. So the ultimate good, the ultimate good is what gets you to heaven, And our Christian discipline is learning to conform ourselves to Jesus until we can love others like he loves. And in that regard, we have to love the worst, most despicable person on the planet the same way we love the person who means the most to us. Because God's love heals. So, I'll try something here. In the absence of Father Stephen today, I've gone and looked to the collective knowledge of the Carmelites. And I found some writings by St. Therese of Lisieux, who is also known as the Little Flower, in case you didn't know. Uh, She was only 24 years old when she died um, in 1897 from tuberculosis. So she wasn't a nun for very long. Um, She's a discalced Carmelite nun, uh, but she's, she's one of only four women who have the title of Doctor of the Church because her writings in that short period of time were so theologically rich. And I found a quote of hers in particular, which is about love. And um, I found it really interesting the more I've thought about it. She says, You know well enough that our Lord does not look so much at the greatness of our actions or even at their difficulty, but at the love with which we do them. So Jesus modeled for us how to love and then commanded us to do likewise. And St. Therese is saying, like so many other things Jesus taught, he's looking more to your interior, right? Like anger being equal to murder and lust being equal to adultery. It's the difference between you giving a million dollars to charity as like a tax write-off or, uh, you know, devoting even a few moments to help somebody because you genuinely care. The act done with more love is the one that will be the most transformative, When I traveled for work here recently, I happened to be down in Austin where I met up with another friend of mine who happens to also be named Stephen. 
uh, and his girlfriend, Jen, and I had never had the chance to meet Jen before, but in getting to know her over dinner and in hearing about her experience as a dialysis nurse, I was really quickly moved by her capacity to care for her patients. Um, you could just you could just tell how much she genuinely cared for these people. And anyone who's ever had a career where the other where other people's needs are your number one priority, like you know the weight that goes along with such a career. It isn't easy to do that, right? Especially for hours on end, day in, day out. Doing that sort of work takes its tolls on you over time. And it's it's even more costly when you factor in that somebody's life's on the line. I don't know, that sort of love or, you know, just willing the good of others, it you know, it takes a lot of forms. It's the dialysis nurse, the pediatrician, heck, the lifelong friend, right? The priest, or even a, a teacher like my wife. You know, sometimes we find ourselves with this unconscious expectation that if we love or do good for others, then we should be loved back or appreciated or celebrated. I think it's pretty normal for us to feel that way at times, regardless of our age. But the more we conform ourselves to Jesus and let God's love heal us, the more we grow in our discipline and ability to just love others. And when we find ourselves in that place where we feel underloved or underappreciated, we absolutely can take that to prayer or to reconciliation and ask God to heal us. Because I I think it's because of our sinful nature. It takes some relearning on our part before we know how to allow God to love us and satisfy our need to feel loved. And I think learning how to do that is a form of healing, you know, all of its own. So I want to end today by inviting you to reflect on just on a time where you witnessed God's love, right? Maybe it was an experience you had personally, or you witnessed it in someone else's life. And feel free to share your stories with us, right? If you found this on uh, YouTube, you can share it in the comment section, or you can send us an email at myfriendthefriar at gmail.com. It's just always so good to build one another up through sharing these kinds of stories. And lastly... I hope you all enjoyed today's short episode, and today's the day that we earned your subscription. So subscribe or follow us if you haven't already, so you'll get notified in your podcast app of our new episodes. Of course, please share the podcast with others. Seriously, try sharing it with, you know, at least one person you think might enjoy it. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We can't wait for you to join us in the next episode. God bless.